welcome back to Higher Pride Special. Everyone. Yes, our Pride Special. How exciting. I'm not going to go into the spiel of everything else that we normally do our intro, Tom, because today's a special one. We're very excited. Uh, it's Pride Month and it's extra special because we have a new baby in the family, right, Tom? Um, so yeah, so everything exciting and pride, and we're gonna go to Pride this month in Boule, in Switzerland. In Boule. Uh, yeah, so yeah, our our podcast is just gonna be taken over by Pride. So there you go. No, and, and also by your child, because people that have been listening to the past couple of episodes, <laughs> we are very honored to be graced by your presence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit tricky, right? But uh, we're trying our best. I mean, I know I missed the last one, but we did do one together and now we're on the second one together since I'm back. So it's very exciting to be back and we're still trying, you know, it's trial and error of being parent of the first time, but um, <laughs> as I'm sure a lot of people will know, but uh, we will keep trying and we're doing it now. So very excited. I know, but it's also quite interesting because I always, because you're from Ireland, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still going to refer to UK customs. It's very interesting. All of my UK <laughs> friends tend to over apologize. Hey, hang on a minute. <laughs> We're not in the UK. I know, I know, but I'm just sort of I'm saying the islands, the yes, islands. We, we you do apologise a lot. They do apologise yeah. a lot, and they're also <laughs> always fine, even though they're clearly not fine. You know, <laughs> so when you ask anybody from the islands, and you would say, "Are you doing your right?" because you know something was something is wrong. You know, like an arm fell off, or the nose <laughs> toe. And it's like, yeah, I'm alright. Like, but Grant. are you are you like? that kind of all right are you actually all right you know but anyways, <laughs> that's, that's, so nikki said i'm sorry we need to, to i'm so sorry we have to start a bit later i need to feed my child <laughs> you don't have to apologize for that if anything i'll wait for her to grow up so i can she can apologize to me in person well yeah you can you can tell her all about it when she's grown up <laughs> Anyways, let's get straight into it. As you know, if you've been a listener to um, of the show for a while, if not, welcome. Hello. Um, every now and again, we reserve an episode for ourselves to talk about what makes us tick and um, what we stand for with our values, because that is inevitably what the show is supposed to inspire, to help you have an easier time in your career as to liberate some headspace, some time and some impetus to also speak up about your values where you work and help change companies from the inside. Now, we are in June 2022, so it's Pride Month. And we thought, hey, let's not only philosophize about something, but Nikki and I were actually invited last year, I think in September it was, to speak to a the management team of uh, one of our former guests, Nicola De Beer, about... Um, you know, things to consider when you talk about LGBTQ plus representation at work, if you are the management of an organization or in any kind of formal leadership position. So we thought, why not also bring this uh, bring this talk here to the podcast without the aid of our gorgeous PowerPoint presentation that we designed at the time, but you'll just have to use your imagination. Yes, absolutely. And it's about making the invisible well visible so this was our title as well so we want to talk about that and as you've already mentioned it was uh, joining a corporation which we also love to work with too right Tom and my work within Philip Morris at the moment is a lot to do with this and when I go back hopefully I'll jump straight back into it to do more work um, because it's obviously our passion and a bit extra 
work that we do within the corporation. So we'd love to chat to you today about it as well. And as mm. you said, Tom, we did have a few more, you know, little things because we were presenting to people, right? So it's a bit easier and people could talk back to us. <laughs> um, we're not going to do all of it today because you can't talk back to us right now, but we still love you to send in questions or anything or observations that you have when we chat about this today. And we'll try and answer them as well. So you can also do that on, on Instagram or anywhere else on, on LinkedIn as well. If, if you want to, you can connect either of us and ask any questions um you may have but yeah so basically making the invisible visible tom right so yeah. where did we start we hopped in with the with a couple of things we talk uh, about we want to talk about maps yes maps we want to talk about maps, want to talk about maps. Exactly. um for i think nikki made a wonderful point because sometimes it can feel like a bit of a one-sided affair to run this show and run this podcast so um we're leaving the links to all of our social media presence uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, down the description box so if you're listening to this episode just there's a little arrow somewhere that will expand and you can find us on instagram and linkedin yeah. as of late also on the youtube mm-hmm. and uh, we would just join the discussion picking some ideas suggestions as to what are you struggling with in your career um, or with your value expression and we can try and mm-hmm. uh, help out but as it pertains to LGBTQ plus representation network, now we started our presentation last year with a really interesting, um, a really really interesting map because, as Nikki said, this is called making the invisible visible, and uh, we talked about maps for a moment because if you look at the uh, at a two D map of the world, uh, it's called the most commonly known one is called the Mercator projection. Um, where you can see the longitude and latitude lines, and they're interestingly becoming bigger as you're moving towards the poles. And uh, I will link um, the map that we use. It's called the truesize.com, uh, also in the description box below, which allows you to take a country and move it around on the map. And quite shockingly, it actually changes size. Hmm. Because in order to um, project a 3D object like the globe onto a 2D space, there's always going to be some kind of distortion. And the um, this Mercator projection that we look at uh, so frequently uh, point has a distortion in terms of size as you move away from the equator. And we, we, what we wanted to illustrate with this is that sometimes you can't trust what the eye sees at all times. Just because you don't see, for example... Um, a lot of gay shaming or bullying um, at the workplace in a very active and aggressive manner as you would expect it to happen maybe in a pub brawl it doesn't mean it's not there a lot of times um, this kind of behavior is hidden in little hallway gossips um, mm-hmm. it's it's hidden in uh, behind who is getting the promotion and who isn't getting the promotion who is getting the interesting projects who gets invited to the team retreat um, and it's really important that we sharpen our senses and our eye towards um, towards these biases that are not always very apparent. And so we illustrated that with the idea of, uh, of this projection. I just love this map anyway. So do check it out, the true size. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And um, Nikki, you had a couple of examples that you shared at the time of that were quite shocking to to our audience at the time as to how prevalent um, lack of representation still is, and also um, bullying and aggression towards the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah, I think we we talked a lot because, well, we were talking to an Irish audience, so it was a company in Ireland, and we just went back in time a little bit and how Ireland has changed over the last few years. And we had um, 
uh, gay marriage um, at, through referendum um, only a few years ago. I think it was two years into my time being here in Switzerland. Um, so it's very recent. And and in fact, we hear a lot of of, of issues still happening. Um, and some people would even say that it made it worse. It made it more prevalent that people were getting abused on the streets or beaten up. And, and recently there has been quite a lot of, of terrible things happening in Ireland. There was a, a couple of murders as well in, in the west of Ireland um, with, with two gay men. So it's it's a it's a it's an interest really interesting thing to talk about because at one moment you wanted to be more you know out there and become for want of a better word normalized um mm. to to uh, get married as, as a gay person but then you also worry about it being you know taken the wrong way and people seeing more people out there together and then they end up beating them up or they end up abusing them um mm. because i guess people felt especially when it goes to referendum that most of the country are, are with you and then you'll feel more comfortable to be out to be out and about to hold your partner's hand to get married to show uh, to show that to the world but then on the other hand it's it's people see it more and then they end up going well i don't like that so i'll abuse that so, mm. so there's a lot happening with that in ireland at the moment and then we talked about switzerland too because switzerland was only last year that we had the marriage referendum um so we have equal marriage now in switzerland and it's only starting actually next month so the first mar i think the first weddings will be next month in july um which is amazing but let's see what happens with that because only two years before, previously in 2019, we had a referendum for um, discrimination against LGBTQ people. Mm. So that only went through in 2019. So we're quite far behind here in Switzerland. But I think, again, it's a bit like Ireland. We suddenly caught up um, yeah. in a short amount of time. So it's quite interesting, again, to think and to look and to see all different countries, as you said, with this map, um, to look at that map and have a look at and see where it is um you know a bit more dangerous to be out and proud um especially when we're talking about pride month mm. and where you have to be a bit more careful and and the countries where we think have progressed actually are regressing so we have the uk as well we have a lot of issues with the uk about transgender people which is terrible and makes my my blood boil when i think about it because we just completely regress and also in the us so you have certain states mm. who are and again the us is very complex um, because it has different states um, that have different rules and different laws. Um, so if you're not, uh, if you don't know about the US very, a lot, there's all the different rules in each different state. So it's really complicated and they've mm. also regressed um, as well. And it's really, really, um, it's really sad, especially talking about pride this month. No, it's true. But I, I mean, the, the map that Nikki mentioned, by the way, I mean, mm. this clearly we need to just call this episode Pride Map or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because the first map was the the one that we want to show you was just the distortion of mm -hmm. things. And on this map, for example, it looks on our world map, it looks like Greenland is almost the size of Africa, but it's actually <laughs> the size of Congo, you know. So mm -hmm. um, it's very, very interesting. The map that Nikki mentioned is one produced by um, IGLA. And we'll link that down below as well, where you can see where the community is really in strong crisis. And what you just mentioned is we're talking about countries like Ireland or Switzerland in, in Northern Europe, where you would mm -hmm. imagine things have advanced quite um, mm -hmm. quite rapidly and uh, they appear and seem to be already quite liberated and free. But uh, like you mentioned, the anti-discrimination um, bill 
only just passed here in Switzerland. And before that, it was legal to mm-hmm. like you, you could not take legal action against being discriminated at work, losing your job, anything mm-hmm. um, due to your sexual orientation until mm-hmm. very shortly, which is shocking and terrifying. But as I, I think the first the point that we wanted to make in this first segment is that as anybody out there, whether you are a peer or a manager or the head of a company, it's quite important to question um, your perception of reality and to dialogue and to look at things from different angles, because there might always be things um, that, you know, the eye can miss quite easily. And uh, the other piece, Nikki, and I think you you talked about this during our presentation is that we tend to segment things, especially questions of representation. So whether this is um, uh, ethnic minorities at the workplace, whether this is um, gender minorities at the workplace, or sexual orientation, we always think it's this or that or A or B. But we actually have also come across this wonderful term of intersectionality, which we have Mm -hmm. to pay great attention to, because a lot of people, some people are you know, not only slapped once, but five times. So, Nikki, what is intersectionality and why does it care? matter? <laughs> why does it matter? Um, I think it's a bu- buzzword, really, right? But at the, I think it's a really important word. Um, and, I mean, I know it's an important word. I need to stop saying I think. <laughs> I know it's a very important Correct. word because <laughs> we are, <laughs> we're multiple layers, right? We're not just one thing. And that brings us into the next section, right? Is And, and I think I'm going to throw this back to you to pronounce the doll because I can never pronounce the name of the doll. We're just going to call it the Russian nesting doll, Matryoshka. The Russian nesting doll. Okay, but what's the real name, Tom? I think it's called Matryoshka doll. I mean, this is the headline of the the presentation title. Nobody has called us out of it so far. (laughs) Um, And I hope that nobody ever shall. No. So the Russian uh, Russian doll, you all know that. I'm sure if you can picture it, you see it's very amazingly painted and beautifully painted and it's got one big doll and then it, as you open it you get smaller and smaller and smaller all the way down to the smallest one so we use this as sort of um, a thought-provoking message for our presentation I guess to see to help us understand that we're more than one right we're, we're multiple layers you could also say we're like an onion right isn't that from Shrek mm. <laughs> we're like an onion yeah. uh, there's layers and layers and layers of us and from many different things there's, there's reasons from our experiences from when we're younger all the way to, to how we are now but also we're multiple dimensions of of ind so of inclusion and diversity where we can be uh, a gay female african woman who happens to be disabled for example or uh, for same even just for me i'm a gay woman so i've got two dimensions that we talk about a lot within diversity and inclusion so basically we have to remember that we're not just one thing and we do that a lot with our work within the corporations is we bring in people who think that oh it doesn't affect them or it doesn't you know i'm fine who what who with who I am for example but then we bring them into an an experience where they're actually talking to someone who is um a gay man who has had a surrogate uh, had a baby through surrogacy and is single so Mm. it's very much like oh okay I'm very like that person right so it's making sure that we that we put that across to people that we, they understand the journeys of people are the same and uh, we have multiple ways and multiple journeys that we can all cross um 
at certain stages of our lives as well. And you have experiences that you might have felt with someone else um, as well. Mm. So we have to talk about that. And that's kind of what we're, we're talking about with this doll is that remember that we're multiple things. We're mm. not just one, one thing. We're not just a man. We're not just a woman. We're a range of other things as well, mm. which is what we want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, specifically, Bennett, this is important as you tell us, we want to encourage people to sharpen their eye for these mm-hmm. matters, because whether you have experienced or believe in the fact that um, that at the again, at the workplace, these minority groups um, are in trouble and are often disadvantaged through unconscious biases quite often quite frequently it's uh, when you talk about um for women for example uh, just to show the, uh, you as the audience one of the unconscious biases uh quite often still remains that it's um aggressive and dominating behaviors so when you're at the negotiating table with a supplier or an external partner firm if the men engage in this kind of behavior you know it's a bit rough it's a bit rowdy think of whiskey boots on the table having a you know having a drink and dominating the conversation it's seen as something quite admirable it's a demonstration of strength of willpower charisma character um, I have a friend who uh, was at the top of her game in her field. Uh, she, behind the scenes, she was leading the entire team. But when she went to the supplier meetings, she had to be uh, the warm and fuzzy one. She had to be mm-hmm. the one that uh, resolved conflict. She had to be the one that smoothed and eased the the temperature in the room. Because if she were to put her boots on the table, light up a cigar and drink a whiskey, she would be perceived as bossy or bitchy. So yeah. it's interesting how just on a gender spectrum, and this is something that um, that it's not that anybody is doing this on purpose. We're just being taught that this is not that female behavior is to be categorized as something negative if it leans more aggressive, more and what pop culture would dictate is, is a male attribute. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just and one person can be the subject of multiple of these uh, unconscious biases because they are a Russian nesting doll. Now, mm-hmm. the other thing that we wanted to illustrate with this point, and then we come to our tip number two that we gave to um, to this management team, is that some of these representation segments on the diversity, equity, inclusion spectrum are easier to spot than others, such mm-hmm. as skin color, biological or expressed gender. Um, but some others are less so, such as sexual orientation or m- more so invisible disabilities and, uh, and you know, people on the neurodiversity spectrum. Mm-hmm. So they might still be on the receiving end of these biases, but it's quite hard to spot for you as an observer. So we want to talk about allyship. For And this is not to say that the white men have to be allies. Everybody is supposed to be an yes. ally for everybody that doesn't quite feel at ease. So this mm-hmm. is not blaming and shaming. This goes out to everybody. Um, so but how can you be an ally for something that you can't see? It's not really up to you, the non-suffer, to uh, to probe or to ask loud questions. Are you gay? What is that? This is just not what you do. What you can do, however, is it's demonstrate that this office or your team is an inclusive environment, mm-hmm. one that is aware and cognizant of the, uh, in this case, we're talking about prides of the LGBTQ plus community, about pronouns, it's welcoming, it's accepting, so that mm-hmm. A, it is clear that discrimination is not tolerated here, and B, that any member of the community 
that feels like um, disclosing their sexual orientation, talk about uh, their struggles, that uh, maybe if it doesn't feel at ease to share their family life or to bring their same-sex partner to um, to to an office party, mm-hmm. uh, you know, feels comfortable to do so. Mm-hmm. That is what you have to do if you want to be a good ally. It's not about seeking, it's about welcoming. Does that yeah. make sense? Exactly. And you can do it subtly as well. Like you don't have to, like you said, ask the question or be like, oh, I'm going to talk about pride this month because it's June and like make Mm. it really obvious. You need to do this all year round, right? And there's simple things like I just had a thought now because now I'm a parent is that if, you know, a manager and maybe you don't know their family or if they have family or whatever, but maybe they can start talking about it or maybe they, you know, say that, Mm. oh, you know, I had to go late to the office today because I had to do this with the, with my child, blah, blah, blah. So you feel comfortable because we have parents group as well within where I'm working now. And mm. it's also a, a dimension as well, being a parent, right? And and having to juggle work and, and everything. And some people don't talk about it at work or they don't, they, they, they try to like, um, mm. I don't know, I'm kind of trying to understand, trying to think of my point here, but they try to like, not miss work because they've got family or not do this because of family or you know so try and make a more comfortable place that people can go actually I need to leave early because I have to pick up my child or Hmm. you you can talk about going on your holiday like you said with your partner and it can be whatever whatever partner it is right it doesn't have to be that you have to go back in the closet because a lot of people go back in the closet when they were going to go into the corporation in particular where they they have to think oh do I have to say it's a man in my case like oh do I have to try and um hide the fact that it's actually a woman or do I just talk about it so you can do it subtly yourself if you're a manager for example by just talking about your partner in a way as well and but also and you just mentioned it by talking about partner and not immediately asking what's the name of your girlfriend exactly because then you're immediately if you are if you have if you're a woman and you have a girlfriend Mm -hmm. um you will be asked how about your boyfriend and vice versa and then you're immediately in this like uncomfortable um, uh, for sure situation so the word partner is actually great i'm sorry proceed no i was just gonna say that's a really good point because i'm really comfortable with myself right but (laughs) having a child and now you know i go out everywhere here and uh, quite a few people have asked me or even doing um you know the the usual paperwork um they've asked me where's the dad or who's the dad and I just you know I'm like immediately like oh and Mm. outside I'm just like oh they're at work and I don't even like I know and I'm really comfortable so can you imagine if you're not comfortable somebody Mm. asking you that question I still even out in the shop somebody asked me and I was just like oh he's at work what why did I say that oh you but, did oh, yeah it happened to me already um so can you imagine if you're not comfortable how that mm. feels and what you you stumble you will stumble quite a lot um on that fact so yeah I think you can also be subtle we, we've talked about before Tom about you know having um your pronouns in your in your email signature or if and when we are back in the office well I'm back in the office I know many people are you can have a little gay flag on your desk or we've heard that before from from many companies they've had their desks have had a little flag space to put their flag or their computer or we have also lanyards you know for your for Mm. your badge stuff like that is really really important because it's a subtle way to say oh you know you can come to me you you can talk to me about who you are Mm. you don't have to be afraid um 
So I think that's really, really important too. You don't have to be, as you said, in your face. You don't have to ask the question. Yeah. You don't have to be like, oh, look, it's pride. Um, you don't have to do that either <laughs> to try and talk to someone about it. You know, I know it's quite an awkward situation sometimes, but yeah. do it really 365. Try and do it all the time within everything that you do. Yeah, I mean, I think the other, and then we're going to obviously, if there's anybody in here listening that's, that also is thinking about, okay, this is great, but this is a place of work and mm. um, maybe like, you know, religion, your sexuality shouldn't yeah. have a place at work. Uh, we'll get to that in a moment, okay? Mm-hmm. But you just mentioned pronouns, and I feel like the pronoun question is one that is often derided as, isn't that going a little bit too far? Isn't that mm. a little bit too much? Now, for anybody listening out there that doesn't even know what this is about, um, and I've come around to this quite recently, actually, because I was also a bit team like, but who cares? Who cares? I don't care. Yeah. So who? Yeah. why should I care about, uh, about this at all? The pronoun question is, you mm-hmm. might look like a woman, but you don't actually identify as a woman. So you would be preferred to be called he because you feel mm-hmm. like you're a man, even though you've got female um, external um, sex characteristics. Now, this is, to me, this is really important. Whether you think this is going too far, whether you think this is important, it doesn't really matter. In German, we say, die wird kein Zacken aus der Krone brechen, which means that a spike from your crown is not going to break off <laughs> by putting your pronoun, you're a man and you feel like a man, so you are a he, uh, into your email signature. If you don't care, fantastic. But mm-hmm. I promise you there are people out there that will feel more comfortable, that will realize that there's literacy about their community, about themselves in their environment, and they will automatically feel uh, more at home, which mm-hmm. boosts, we're talking about the workplace, which boosts performance, which boosts integration, which boosts cultural enrichment, and it really doesn't cost you anything. So whether you believe mm-hmm. in it or not, just you know, play along, come with mm-hmm. us, and, uh, and be that person, which um, concludes this last segment. You know, it's about actively inspiring dialogue. It's about yeah. making representation a tangible topic, which will make others feel um, safe to come forth and be themselves and deliver the greatest value to your organization possible. Which mm-hmm. brings us to the next point, Nick Simmons, which is adding a splash of color will allow your business to make a splash in return. Why? <laughs> Yeah, well, we're talking about diversity here, really, aren't we? Um, mm-hmm. Diversity of your workforce. Um, and and it's, it's, it's evolved since that, though, right? Because it's not just about being diverse now, because now everyone's like, oh, my, my team's diverse. It's grand. <laughs> what does grand mean? <laughs> I'm in Irish. <laughs> it means grand, it's, not, it's not all great. great. It's not all good, right? It's, it's, it's okay. Um, so, yeah, it's fine that you've got diverse workforce, but are they being inclusive? That's the main thing as well. So, yes, it's amazing. We're starting to see companies much more diverse. We're seeing boards much more diverse, in particular with, with female representation within boards um, and at senior level in companies. But do they really, are they really included? That's the main thing, right? Um, are they really having a, a voice? Um, it's all fair, well and good if you've got a woman on the board, but is she actually being listened to? Is she actually being allowed to speak? Is she actually, you know, making a change? Um, that's that's the real thing. So we need to flip it a little bit. Um, yes, splash of color is great, but how is it integrated? Can those colors mm. be 
join together to make another color, right? I've just come up with that. How brilliant. <laughs> can those colors, yeah, join together, make a nice or another color? Um, can they? Can can we make sure that it really is inclusive? Um, as I said already, are those people really getting a voice? Are they really being listened to, or are they just sitting at the table, right? Mm. It's, it's the, the same within, yeah, exactly. It's the same within teams. Yes, great. You've got a really diverse team, um, but is it working well together? Okay, that's the other thing. Just because it's diverse doesn't mean that it's going to work together well. Um, mm. So you have to really be more strategic on what you're doing if you want to add this color to your to your um, to your business. Um, you need to be more strategic. You need to ensure inclusion. And as we've talked about already, is that like the active dialogues right so making sure that everyone is getting into that dialogue as well Um, we all have different opinions we're not all the same Um, even if we look the same as well we can have different opinions right we can have different thoughts so we need to ensure that we're hearing those thoughts and we're we're making sure that they're joining together to mm. make the business better um, that's what i think about it um, and I and I love your th I love your thoughts. You know, I always love your likewise. Thoughts. And don't think very much. I think the bottom line <laughs> of this of of this of this what we were trying to transmit um, to this agency that we presented this deck to is that diverse backgrounds breed diverse thinking if you let them. But this goes anywhere from from talent acquisition and talent mm -hmm. retention. It's mm -hmm. really costly to rehire. Yes. Um, but if you have an organization that is not um, a good host, then people will leave, especially in mm -hmm. this day and age with the great resignation, despite recession fears happening. Um, and the reason for this, it's not that a, you know, a person with a non-white skin tone has mm -hmm. a different brain. You know, this is not the point. Please don't misunderstand. It's about upbringing it's about mm -hmm. cultural background it's about different life experiences that we often have that lead us to the point um, in, in which we are now and as with anything if you want to solve a problem or make it into an opportunity like a business um, a business opportunity the more angles you can shine a light on it mm -hmm. from the more texture the more detail the more finesse you're actually going to find and the more opportunities you'll be able to generate which was um tip number three but the fourth tip number four that we had and this is more of a warning was to start on the inside so mm -hmm. figure out who you are what can you authentically speak to and then reach outward be consistent be self-critical and lead the conversation as an organization that is operating in the public eye because you are being watched in this Absolutely. day and age by your customers by <laughs> potential future employees by business partners everything mm -hmm. that you do the second that it is not on your internal email servers and people talk as well hey you should think that the internet is a great threat for you a big reputation risk is is your employees yes, if they don't yeah. like the, the place where they work and we've mm -hmm. seen this time and time and time again especially in recent history um i will share a link to a news article in the description box of, uh, of of this episode about a tweet from uh, about a post that Snickers did uh, in gosh what was that in the last two years I think in uh, on this on the on their Spanish platform and it was basically derating a you know, the Snickers you eat the Snickers and you transform into into your true self 
back in the day, it was like people like Betty White or Joan Collins in the locker room making a drama and then eating a Snickers and they would return to their, you know, fabulous masculine male, you know, version <laughs> at the time. Hmm. Now, this ad took the same concept, but they placed a gay man into the role of, yeah. of, of Betty White, you know, being a drama queen until they had their Snickers. Now, this post got destroyed and slaughtered and the brand took a big hit on social media. It had 1,825 retweets, 2,606 quote treats and 6,782 likes in Spain. So this wasn't even the international platform. And all of these tweets received retweets and likes and what have you again. So this is big. You know, and social media has given rise to a new generation of watchdogs that are not institutions. They are your customers. And what is particularly interesting is that the company that creates Snickers, which is Mars, um, in that same year also just received a top recognition from the Human Rights Campaign's Corporate Equality Index. So they said, this is a fantastic organization. This is awesome. They're great. But what do you think got more traction? The Human Rights Campaign's Corporate Equality Index, which is one of the most important ones globally, or the cancel culture that was sweeping this tweet into the garbage? I'll let you guess, but I can tell you already <laughs> that it was the latter. So um, people have power and these voices matter. People are starting to vote with their with their wallets and they are your people are critical your customers and the people that work for you are very 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 critical stakeholders so don't do anything that you can't back up and if you want to do something and you realize you can't back it up ask yourself the question why is that how can i address this within my organization and how can i make uh, help people um fly in their careers because that's as managers what we're supposed to be doing right Mm -hmm, absolutely and it kind of goes back it does go back to the previous point of diversity and inclusion right so talking about yeah great you're you're being diverse you're talking about these things but you're not actually being inclusive right you've, you've chosen the wrong you've chosen the wrong thing right you're, you're I know you're trying to do the best you want to be to do you're you know you're trying to hop in and help the LGBT community it could be with all good intentions but you're not being completely inclusive because you probably haven't gone to somebody in your office who's part of the comedian mm. god do you think this is a good idea <laughs> and they would have said no no way from the start yeah. right so great you're mm. doing that you're being diverse so this is the point that we had previously but you really need to understand that you have to be really more inclusive you need to bring people from those communities to the table to talk about these marketing campaigns and if that's what you're going to do before you do it um because you need the people and the voices of from those communities to help you to understand mm. how and why you can do these things or if you shouldn't do it right in this case. So I think that's really important that, like you said, Tom, that, that this part is about you being watched because you will be <laughs> killed straight away if, if something like that happens, yeah. right? As you said. So ensuring that internally you've got the building blocks as well, because there's a lot of times where companies might talk about, and again, best intentions there but internally they're not quite structured well they mm. don't have a good base they don't look after their employees as well as they may think um or as well as the marketing team thinks and they just go and do that whereas actually the rest of the company's like no 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 we're not we're not ready for <laughs> no, that no 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 we're not we're not quite ready internally we don't look after these these points mm. so really look after your internal first because nobody you know 
your employees care about that more than you going and winning an award for saying that you're doing this for the LGBT community when actually mm. internally you're not. And that will really put people off. You go back to what you said, Tom, which is a great point about retention, not just about um, attraction, but retention of employees. You'll lose people. And which do you want to lose more? Do you want mind losing a couple of, um, uh, of customers or do you want to lose your employees? I think that's what you need mm. to think about as well. Yeah, you have a choice to make at some point, right? Because a lot of companies have this sort of, they play the game. So the pride flag goes on the logo in June and what have you, but it's very wishy-washy. And at some point, mm. I think people are realizing also that this is just for show. Yeah. Um, but if you take an aggressive stance towards this externally with your products, what you stand for, um, A, you might lose customers along the way this happened before there were product boycotts because mm -hmm. a company spoke out against mistreatment in some of their offices uh, but i think it's a ch it's time that we make these choices um and the remaining customers will be all the more loyal um which leads us to i think recap city doesn't it because yeah. those were the points that we had uh, that we had made in um in our talk and then we can maybe you know issue a word or two of our personal wisdom towards the topic but tip number one, if you are in a team, if you're leading a team or an organization, these tips all apply to you equally. Tip one, mm -hmm. question your perception of reality, dialogue, and look at a thing from different angles. There might be more to it than the eye can see. Tip number two, um, actively inspire this dialogue mm -hmm. and make representation a tangible topic. Um, and others will feel safe to come forth, be themselves, and deliver the greatest value possible to your organization. This can be... Uh, by adding pronouns, it's a strong signal to the LGBTQ plus community that you get it and that you are aware of it. Put a flag somewhere. This is not about, you know, pulling out the pom-poms and voguing mm -hmm. everywhere. This is small and discreet touches that let people know that this is a safe environment. Mm -hmm. Number three, from a business angle, if you want to recruit for your team, and we uh, we spoke about this on another podcast recently, don't recruit for um, because you want to have a gay person. Mm -hmm. or a black person or an mm -hmm. um, Asian and uh, somebody of Asian uh, background, they will know that they've been recruited because of this. Recruit for merit. But in a world of, you know, all of the five candidates that's, that are through to the last round, they're all equally brilliant. They can all um, deliver based on merit. Ask yourself, who can enrich this team the most? look around you. Do you already have five of the same? Maybe you want to have one um, that has a different perspective plus the same, plus the skill set that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And number four, be careful. You're being watched. You are being watched. <laughs> Introspect, figure out what you're doing, what you're not doing, and don't overreach because either your employees will call you out on it mm -hmm. or the external world will. Mm -hmm. um, that was our presentation last year, which also, from a business success standpoint, because our pop, our podcast is growing, which is amazing, this was our first paid speaking gig yeah. that came about as a result of us doing the show together, which I think is amazing, and it made me so happy. You know, it was not not the millions and the the brand sponsorship deal that we had planned at the time. <laughs> um, but it worked. It was in my in my 2021 vision map that I wrote yeah. in January, and we made it happen. So I'm deeply thrilled about this deck. So that good. was awesome. No, it was really cool, and the tips are great as well. I think um, it took us a bit of time, right, to to whittle it down to four things because you can talk a lot and you can give a no. lot of different tips. But as always, we try and give 
three, but we gave an extra one for a good look <laughs> this time. Um, but well, we, we gave an extra one to make it four. Um, but I think, yeah, I think they were really great. They were just concise and everything like that. So it was all good. Um, yeah, so we're we're happy out with that one. And yeah. I'm happy to share it with all of you this time a year later, uh, Pride 2022. Um, but yeah, it's very special, as we said already. Um, all things new things have happened to both of us. Um, it's all very oh, wait, wait, wait. What is it? What what was the adjective that you used? What is it? Special. It was special. special. <laughs> very special. Extra. <laughs> I've become a mommy. Sandra has too. And Tom, you moved into a new house. So all very exciting. Everything's happening this year. I know, We're all it's very, all happening. Yeah, it's all, it's going all down. going well. So yeah, we hope you loved all the tips. Um we loved doing it. We loved pulling it together. And we actually have another um event this month as well um together which will be on site somewhere which is really cool so really excited to do that and mm. getting getting back to doing lots of more podcasts and sessions like this and maybe yeah. some more uh corporate events as well uh sharing our knowledge around to different corporations and different people that want to listen to us so I think the rest of the year. The good times are rolling, you know. The world is in turmoil. Everything is a disaster. The recession is looming. People are quitting their jobs. There's wars raging. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just saying this because the um, uh, Ukraine-Russia war, because this is the most media savvy, because they look like us, at least here in Europe, you know. Mm -hmm. But they're not the only ones, and this has been going on forever. Mm -hmm. So in this time of of dire straits and 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 lack of sunshine and and great unhappiness go out there and spread some make somebody laugh today Mm -hmm. you know give somebody give somebody something that they didn't ask for but you know it's going to make them happy and it can be as little as a candy bar anyways with that we shall i think release you into your day thank (laughs) you for paying attention to us thank you for listening as per usual Let's Let's go go get get it. it.